another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. I'm your host, Laura. I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a plain black dress. Late last year, Valve, who are best known for operating the Steam digital marketplace for games and very occasionally releasing very good quality games, announced the Steam Deck, a Linux-based PC in the form factor of a gaming handheld that would use some technical wizardry to make sure that it could play a lot of Windows games that usually don't run on Linux. For its price point, it promised to be a very high-performance gaming handheld, with a little bit of it's secretly a PC going on in the background. I was lucky enough to manage to get my hands on one of the first wave of Steam Decks to be released, and as such, I've now had about a week to get to grips with the hardware and software on offer in order to get a bit of a look at how this machine, at least on launch day, might or might not be accessible for disabled gamers. I will say that the level of accessibility on this device is changing day by day, so this is a review of, right now when I make this review, how the Steam Deck is to play. We'll update this if anything changes in the future. So today, on Access Ability, we're going to be talking about the Steam Deck. We're going to talk about the level of hardware accessibility for the device, the level of software accessibility for the device, and the level of complexity required to tweak and update the device if you want to try and make it more accessible in various ways. Let's start off by talking a little bit about what the Steam Deck actually is and is not. The Steam Deck is fundamentally a PC, with a console-style controller-friendly interface layered over it. The experience of using the Steam Deck is fundamentally like setting your PC to boot directly into Steam Big Picture mode, with switching to your regular desktop an option if you want to mess around with anything that isn't purchasing and booting up games through Steam. Steam OS Gaming Mode, the console-style interface you're seeing on screen at the moment, is on the surface a very familiar experience for those used to gaming on consoles, with a few caveats. Not all games on Steam, or in your Steam library, are guaranteed to run correctly, due to the nature of this Linux machine and its layer attempting to translate Windows games to run. As such, you will have to deal with games sometimes refusing to boot or having performance issues that you'll need to dig around in settings to fix. Where most consoles today feature system-level accessibility support settings, the Steam Deck features basically none as default, at least when I'm recording this video right now. You can turn off rumble and haptic feedback, and there exists a poorly signposted screen magnifier that offers a single, very minimal level of magnification in gaming mode that isn't terribly useful, but beyond that you are very much at the mercy of accessibility settings offered by individual games. There are no system-level toggles for UI, text or subtitle sizes, no options for colorblindness filters, and no options for system-level input remapping. You can remap controls using the system interface on a game-by-game -game basis, but you can't remap system-level functions to new buttons while in SteamOS's gaming mode. In terms of controls, the Steam Deck features the expected D-pad, dual analog sticks with clickable inputs, ABXY buttons, start and select, left and right bumpers and analog triggers, as well as four paddle buttons on the rear, two touchpads on the front which can be clicked as buttons, 
a touchscreen, and two system-level menu buttons which access device-level settings and system performance settings. While I found all of the buttons on the Steam Deck relatively easy to reach and move between during general play, I recognise that this will not be a universal experience. The device is fairly weighty and large, and that size and weight is likely to not only cause issues for some gamers with chronic pain or hand strength weakness, but may also make manipulating the system to reach all of its inputs somewhat more tricky. While the level of customization of controls on offer is pretty solid, it is still likely to be a factor worth considering. The Steam Deck also features a gyro controller, which means that if you are playing games that support gyro controls, you can make use of those. They should not be mandatory, although some Valve-created experiences, such as Aperture Desk Job, do try and force you to use them, but you can work around it if you need to, because they're just trying to show off what the device can do. Gyro's there if you need it, I've found it to be largely ignorable if you need. As the Steam Deck is basically just a PC, it is thankfully fairly easy to connect Bluetooth controllers to use while in-game, though wired controllers are very hit or miss. While HDMI output is currently a little temperamental, you can in theory use the Steam Deck on your TV as a decently powerful mini-PC, using an existing controller that works for you, or something like the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which we have tested and does work over Bluetooth at launch. The only caveat is that you will not have access to the stream settings and power management buttons on the Steam Deck unless you press the physical buttons on the hardware. There doesn't seem to be any way to map inputs on other controllers to function as those buttons. As the Steam Deck is basically just a Linux PC, you also have the option of connecting up other PC peripherals that you may use for accessibility support, again with varying success. You can connect Bluetooth wireless headphones, USB cameras and other external devices, so long as they're compatible with Linux, which is a bit temperamental. If you boot the Steam Deck into desktop mode, you lose a lot of the user-friendly console-style interface, but will potentially gain access to some Linux-based accessibility support options. Currently, users who boot into desktop mode do have access to a screen reader tool, but this tool does not currently function in gaming mode, and because it's not a standalone app you can boot, there doesn't seem to be a way to launch it from within gaming mode. In theory, if you can find Linux-based accessibility apps, you may be able to install them in desktop mode, add them to Desktop Steam, as a non-Steam software that you can boot through Steam, go back into gaming mode, then run those apps in gaming mode to potentially bring that kind of support into the gaming mode interface, as gaming mode does support running multiple apps at once, such as having Discord running in the background so you can voice chat while mid-gaming. That said, a lot of existing Windows accessibility tools don't have support for Linux, and even if you find a Linux accessibility app, there is no guarantee that it will play nicely with gaming mode, as some Linux native apps such as OBS simply refuse to boot in gaming mode at the present. Lastly, and this is really important to note, the Steam Deck right now has a really big issue with gaming mode sometimes struggling to decide which window to prioritise when adding non-Steam apps into gaming mode. 
If a program wants to open a second full screen window, while gaming mode is trying to decide which full screen window to prioritize, it will rapidly full screen flash between the two, which could be a very big potential issue for users with photosensitive epilepsy. This usually happens when trying to open menus to browse for files, if you for example wish to use VLC Media Player in gaming mode, and could be a really big issue for some disabled users. If flashing screens are an issue for you, I would highly recommend not running any non-Steam games in gaming mode, instead opting to boot them in desktop mode. And even then, I would still use the device with caution. Some games on the device which are verified as playable and get the, the green tick of this is good on Steam Deck, feature similar issues on a first boot if they have a text box that you have to click an option within in order to start the game. While the Steam Deck is a really impressive piece of hardware, as much as it may try and present itself like a home console and being one of those sort of curated experiences that you'd expect from a console, this is, at its core, a Linux PC with some wizardry and some set dressing on. Sure, for the price point, it is a very impressive piece of gaming tech. It's impressive they managed to get games to run this well in Linux in this form factor for this price, but at the end of the day, you are going to be expected to do a lot of tweaking. You will have to do a lot of setup yourself. It's great that there is customization on offer for controls, but very basic settings that you would expect a console manufacturer to have put work into tweaking and fixing and curating for you just simply aren't there. Even the very basic accessibility settings that are available in gaming mode, such as the screen magnifier, feel like they weren't developed with disabled users in mind, because the single level of magnification offered that can't be tweaked just isn't very helpful for the disabled users that would want to use it. The Steam Deck is a handheld Linux PC with all of the pros and cons that comes with. There is a lot of opportunity for customization here that you don't get on consoles, and if you know Linux, if you know how to install external Linux apps, if you are comfortable with a Linux command line, if you are comfortable with the fact that you may have to tweak around with Linux-specific editing to get certain accessibility features running, this could be a wonderful device for you. I suspect that as time goes on we might see people develop specific accessibility apps, you know, third-party people doing this work, that you can install on the Steam Deck that will add that functionality in, but I'm not holding my breath of a valve to do it themselves. You get a lot of customization here, but that comes at the expense of having a curated experience where a lot of the basics of accessibility are done by the manufacturers on day one. A lot of what I've said here could change in the coming weeks and months, but right now the Steam Deck is a device that basically treats accessibility like it's someone else's problem. Either the developers need to make their games more accessible, or you as the user need to look into what options are there to install third-party apps in desktop mode and hope that they work in gaming mode to make your setup more accessible. The Steam Deck as a device isn't pushing out updates, at least right now, that say we recognise that we could be making these games more accessible on a system level. This device has really hit the ground running as if it's just come off the conveyor belt. I know this for a fact, my Steam Deck told me to update the BIOS with a sideways turned screen and a bunch of text 
because it had just come off the assembly line, it didn't even have its final BIOS installed. I understand that for Valve, accessibility is probably not at the top of the list of things they want to fix as these devices are rolling out to people still mid-software development, but it's a real shame that right now what settings you have there are not very helpful at all, and you're basically just left to fend for yourself to find other things that might be accessible. There is not really anything to do with the Steam Deck itself that is trying to make itself more accessible for you. 